0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we have a talk with David Lynette from NRDC. David, welcome. Thank you. Please introduce yourself.
1: I'm David Lynette. I'm a senior advisor at the Natural Resources Defense Council. We are a US based NGO uh, with also offices in Beijing and in India.
0: David, why are textiles our concern for NRDC? And what are your
1: activities? Textiles are big users of toxic chemicals, particularly at the dye and printing stage. So part of the work we do at NRDC is to minimize exposure to toxic chemicals. And so we're very concerned about this sector. Um, Our activities now tend to focus on PFAS use in textiles in that vein we've got activities going on at the state level in the united states um, supporting uh, policy development and legislative activities related to the reporting of pfas in textile products and the prohibition of the use of pfas in textile products for example california just passed legislation prohibiting the use of pfas in textiles by the end of 2025, I believe. And there are similar pieces of legislation in Maine, Minnesota, and other places, although the deadlines for the prohibition may differ. Uh, And the Maine and Minnesota bills have um, reporting requirements, notification requirements associated with them as well. Also at the state level, we're involved in state development of uh, PFAS drinking water standards or at least advisories and the same is true at the federal government at the EPA level Um, Also at the EPA level we've been involved in activities related to um, PFAS reporting EPA just issued a final rule requiring PFAS producers to report on how many PFAS or what kinds of quantities of PFAS they produce or import and for what sectors those PFAS uh, are sold to. Um, And at the international level, we are involved in a project now funded by the Global Environmental Facility looking at the use of PFAS and other chemical concerns in the textile sector in four countries, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Vietnam and Indonesia.
0: So thank you very much, David. Uh, it's actually very interesting and exciting what you say. And so um, we're just wondering, so you said that at the state level, so they try to understand where PFAS is going, so which sector uses PFAS the most, probably. And if I understand it correctly, so PFAS is used in textile sector a lot, right? So it's a big concern because after that, uh, textiles with PFAS goes to landfills or to recycling it's a big concern right so do you think that industry has enough information about alternatives to PFAS to implement the regulations at the state level
1: in the textile sector they certainly have enough information to get out of the use of PFAS in most applications so generally speaking this legislation applies to basically all categories of PFAS It started with carpets and rugs where the easiest change was transitioned Um, there may be a few very highly specialized clothing applications high stress situations you know mountaineering rescue or something like that where exceptions are requested or granted but by and large for what you are going to the store for PFAS uh, clothing manufacturers are getting out of the use of PFAS. And there is enough information, they're putting a lot of pressure on their suppliers now to find substitutes, or in some cases, the functionality that PFAS was intended to provide isn't necessary for the clothing. So they just said, okay, we're gonna get, we're not going to have that functionality anymore in the clothes we sell.
0: Thank you very much. That's very much appreciated. Thank you so much, David.
1: You're welcome. Pleasure to be here.